All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Sam Knockoff Bids Live episode number 43 where we walk through small business solicitations together on sam.gov and answer your questions along the way so that you too can start bidding and winning contracts on sam.gov for your small business. Today, we will be reviewing five small business solicitations that have pulled up on sam.gov that we will be jumping into in just a second. But if you are new here and you don't wanna miss future sam.gov bids live episodes, make sure you subscribe to the channel and you also hit that notification bell so that you can ask your questions live on future streams. If you are on with us live right now representing, which I don't think there's a lot of people, uh, this is kind of like an impromptu uh, episode. I, I literally made a decision like an hour ago um, to, to do this episode. Uh, but if you are live, let me know uh, where you're representing. I'm sure we'll get some people to jump on um, a little later. Uh, but where are you representing from what state? And Let's see here what else we got. And if you do happen to be someone who's recently registered your business in Sam.gov and you're looking to get started bidding, check out the link in the video description uh, for our free resource, which is designed to support new government contractors in the space, just like you guys. All right, we've got Stoner Parker, let's go. We have uh, Shatha hanging out with us from uh, New Jersey, it looks like. Stoner Parker, uh, Pensacola, what's going on, man? I'm about 30 minutes from Pensacola, so... Uh, Right in the backyard. Uh, all right. Simple Valet, Dallas, Texas. Nice, nice. We got Manuel out of uh, Moreno, Houston, Texas. Cool. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. We got Mary hanging out with us from Arizona. Ali out of Chicago. Awesome. I can't, for some reason, I can't see, um, it says LinkedIn user. Uh, whoever's from South Florida, it won't show me your name. Um, but thanks for hanging out with us. We got Naomi. The marketer from Pikesville, Maryland as well. Cool, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, again, a little bit of an impromptu session today, so hopefully we'll have some fun with it. So what I'd like to do now is I'm going to show you just a quick, uh, what do you want to call it? Sneak peek, if you will, of the bids we're going to be covering today. So bid number one is going to be Cemetery Grounds Maintenance Services. So Grounds Maintenance. Uh, it says right here, base plus four option years, <laughs> if exercised. Um, bid number two, interior tank cleaning at Marin Headlands. Bid number three, we have indoor firing range cleaning and lead abatement services. Bid number four, we got yellow ribbon event out of Western Massachusetts. And then number five, we have plot combine transportation. I think it's literally moving tractors. So kind of cool. Um, sorry about that. All right. We had name, we had name, we hang out with us for, for a whole minute there on the screen. Um, cool guys. We got Jennifer, uh, out of Georgia, it looks like and biz champ out of Charleston, South Carolina. Hello. Hello to you guys. So we're going to go ahead and just dive into our first bid today. If you do have questions, something you're struggling with, or maybe you're celebrating something, maybe you recently submitted your first bid. Maybe you got your Sam.gov registration. Maybe you're working on getting like a set aside. You got that approved. Maybe you even want a contract. Um, let's, let's see that, put that in the chat. Um, we, every episode, it seems like we have these awesome wins that always kind of catch me off guard. So if, if you do have something that you're kind of celebrating big or small, maybe if it's a baby win, um, we, we certainly want to emphasize those and also any questions, something that's holding you back. We also take time to answer questions. Um, and so the way this works is we go from, uh, one bid, then we come back to the chat and answer questions. Then we go to the next bid and then we kind of go back and forth for about an hour. And then I kind of run out of energy or run out of breath. And then we wrap up around like hour 15 or so. So that's kind of what it's going to look like today. So feel free to put your questions, your wins, your comments, whatever in the chat. And let's go ahead and get started. So bid number one, National Cemetery Grounds Maintenance, base plus four, if exercised. This is for the VA. Set aside on this is SDVOSB. Okay, so running in favor with VA. Uh, we got SDVOSB set aside, landscaping NAICS code 561730. They're telling us base plus four. And in terms of attachments, we have a statement of work. We have a pricing schedule. We have a, not sure what this particular attachment is. We'll look at it. We got a wage termination. We got PPQ, past performance questionnaire. And then we have the actual solici solicitation doc itself. In contracting, we have Tracy Williams. And I think I skipped it. When is this due? This is due August 8th currently. 
So just under two weeks about. A, a fair amount of time. I mean, cutting it kind of close. Let's look at the solicitation doc. All right, this looks like it's nine pages. So we'll definitely be relying on some of the other documents. But this is ground maintenance, so this is fairly uh, intuitive to understand what this is. They're saying there is a site visit. Uh, site visits must be completed prior to Friday, July 28th. And then you can arrange those site visits with Mr. Randall uh, Crow. Uh, it's going to be you individually doing it. it does not sound like there is a set in place standing meeting. Okay, you have to set up your own meeting. Um, and then they got Q&A for questions, August 1st, it looks like instructions to offerers. Okay, so I'm going to zoom way in. There we go. That's probably better. They do want to see your vet cert to prove that you're SDVOSB. Um, that's important. And then also be registered in Sam is telling us, but what else? Quote preparation instructions. Legal company name, business name, sign copy of the solicitation and all amendments. Okay, here we go. Technical proposal volume B. The proposal shall be included as part of the offer's technical submission volume B. Company relevant experience descriptions. I guess that's just one bullet point. Relevant experience descriptions. Bullet point two, managerial and technical qualifications of key personnel to include resumes. So I'm seeing like... It's technically not past performance, but most know it as past performance. So we'll say past performance, resumes, and other qualifications. I mean, this is grounds maintenance. Like what type of qualifications are we looking at here? Um, along with any key personnel in your company. And then lastly, work plan, staffing plan to how you're going to meet the requirements within the statement of work to include, like what is the equipment we're going to be using on this? Any license or permits that are necessary, um, general liability insurance uh, that all GovCon companies should have upon their first award um, and anticipated amount of man hours. So we could literally break this down. So what I'm going to do is, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm a visual learner and I think a lot of people have kind of been enjoying more of the, I'm going to make this a bit bigger for you all, visual components of this, breaking things out. So if we're kind of, you know, calling this past performance at the moment, then we'll call this personnel slash resumes, I think is a fair fit. And we literally can just stick with what they said, work plan, staffing plan. Okay. And then yeah, I kind of want to tone this down a bit. Yeah, no, I think it looks okay on your guys' screen. Um, it's going to mess up that. Okay. Um, we can break this down a bit to managerial qualifications, technical qualifications, and of key personnel, and then to include resumes. So... We'll kind of just like put this in a way that makes more sense. We'll say key personnel, managerial and technical qualifications. They're trying to like organize this in a way that we could like respond to and develop a bit of an outline. Okay. So I think that makes a bit more sense. Key personnel, manager and technical quals, and then resumes. And if you, you know, want to say, key personal resumes or whatever you can um, for company relevant experience and descriptions. That's fairly straightforward, especially if we're calling it uh, past performance for now. And then working plan, staffing plan. Uh, they want a work plan, staff plan to accomplish the acquired services and in to include. Okay, so I definitely want to break these out. Manpowers, methodology, list of equipment and vehicles to be used, licenses. So you can literally respond to this and you're you should never be starting with a blank sheet of paper because you should be able to take this flesh it out you know plug and chug is is the way 
So we'll get this broken out. And it at least gets us like so much magic happens going from zero to one, like with just the breaking outness of this, because for one, it, it gives your mind something to sink its teeth into. Okay. Cause that was really overwhelming just a second ago. It, it, for those of you that are kind of like looking at the screen, um, I mean, I'll go back to it. Yeah. Right here. Okay. Just being hit with these bullet points, technical proposal, the following shall be included as part of your offer. Um, they're calling it volume B by the way, which, okay. We do have, okay. So see, that's why they do have this separate. So we are going to have to change this. So we'll call this experience, but, um, they have a separate thing for past performance. But just kind of as we went through these bullet points, it was like a little like, okay, well, what is, what exactly does that mean? And just reshaping it to look something like this. It's like, okay, if you're doing the work or you're, you're legal middlemanning and you're working with a sub, um, then you are dialoguing to answer these questions or these literally become questions, right? To ask the sub. And if you've got to get on the phone with the sub and ask these questions to them and write down what they're saying to expand on it, right? Or, Hey, we need a copy of your license or we need a copy of permits. Um, like, cool. Then, then you start to make progress on your proposals. And what's cool is you're not guessing. Like you're literally going line by line with the statement of work, with the instruction offers, with the valuation factors, the things that matter for compliance. So you're not wasting your time doing this. You're literally giving the government what they're asking for. And you're and organizing it in this way through an outline is going to make it very easy for them to find. It's going to stand out. And I'm telling you, all your competitors, not all of them are going to do this. So this automatically is starting to shape up in something that you're not looking like a newbie government contractor. You're looking like somebody who has done this before, which shaves off months and years off of your, your processes. If you're starting from scratch, trying to do this, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel. Okay. Like don't, okay. This is like a small thing. I'm just making a, a big example of, I suppose. I do want to point out they're saying volume B because that's super important. The, 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 the naming conventions, the nomenclature used is extremely important because it's really going to be what, you know, makes contracting, uh, find what they're looking for. Okay. So it's important that we call this volume B. We call it what it is. Past performance, volume C, the following shall be included as part of the offer's past performance. And then that's going to be that PPQ that cites at least three different references that we did see teed up uh, over here that we didn't look at yet. But um, let's take a glance to give you all uh, evidence of that. Okay. It's one page. Offers must identify previous federal, state, local, and private contracts. Okay, guys, it doesn't have to be government contracts. They're saying it can be private, city, uh, commercial, whatever. Um, list at least three. Any subs uh, to be used shall also include three forms uh, each. So if you're having a sub, right? I, I hear this question a lot. Hey, should the sub fill out the PPQ? Well, if you're proposing a sub and you're using subs passive form, it's ta-da. They're literally saying it here. Like it. You, you just need to kind of learn to watch for this stuff and the answers come pretty quickly to these questions that seem to hold a lot of you back. Okay. Again, any subs I'm zooming in for you to be used shall also include three forms each. So are they telling you that you can't use subs or that it's bad or that your offer is not going to be competitive? No, they're saying literally, if that's the case, okay, just have them use it. Make sense. This, this all falls into legal middlemaning, which you're going to hear me talking more about. Um, I think our, our direction for the future and i know we're kind of uh sidelining for a second but it's my show so i can <laughs> but we're i think we're going to be transitioning to more of a focus on legal middlemanning for a number of reasons um i guess i won't go too much into it right now maybe i will uh, later on the episode but i realize the need is so great i realize it's also where most of you are at most of you are not an established business that you're like hey derek i've been doing this for 10 or 20 years I just want to expand my customer base and start doing it for the government. You're like, no, I literally just registered within the last six months. And now I'm like stuck trying to figure out like what contracts I want to go after. Um, since I don't have a proven business over 10 plus years, I don't have a defined service. So trying to define what is, what should I do? Like, what should I pick? Right. And so a lot of that's going to come down into legal, legal middlemaning, working with subs who do have that in place, but then also understanding the regulation piece behind that, 
what contracts can you legal middleman um, or take this approach to what contracts can you not take this approach to? That's so fundamental. And I, I know that there's so much being said in the space as well. Hey, just have so-and-so do it or get a quote from so-and-so and just put your, your number on it and sign it and, you know, submit it. I've heard this and it's just absolute bonkers. So for that reason, um, with multiple reasons embedded in that, I think we're going to start to approach this more from the light of legal middlemaning. Um, because I realize, again, most of you on, I mean, let me know. Let me know, literally know in the chat. If you're live right now, I'm literally asking you. Are you interested in legal middlemaning? Is it the thing that you think you're wanting to do? Or are you an established business like B2B and you want to start going B2G? Like l answer the question with either yes, legal middlemaning or um, like I want to be a B2B. I want to go B2G. Like B2G would be a correct answer. Um, I'd be curious to know for those of you in the chat or even on replay as well. But I think like nine, literally 90 plus percent of you are legal middle, legal middle manners. Manuel, he says, that's me right now and what I need help with. But which one? I just teed up two scenarios. So which one are you? Are you legal middle manner or are you wanting to go B to G from your existing B to B? Okay, Stoner saying yes. Legal middle manning. Shatha saying both. Interesting. Shatha, why both? Okay, perfect. Manuel says uh, legal man. Perfect. Thanks for clarifying. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, as you answer those, I'll let those come in. I'm going to jump back to the, the bid. And we will kind of come back here. So yeah, this is the PPQ where we left off. So this is going to be the true past performance. So we're going to not, we're going to change this to relevant experience. And so what is the difference between past performance and experience? Okay. So I may not know the answer to that question. Past performance is literally work. Uh, I always get these mixed up in my head. Experience is work that you've done. Okay. What work have you done? Past performance is how well you did on that work or just how you did on the work. Okay. How did you perform? Past performance kind of makes sense. That's a good way to remember it. And then experience is what is experience you have? What is the work that you've done? In this instance where they're breaking down experience and past performance, they should link up. So in experience, what you can do is you can answer to the work that you've done. And then past performance, there's going to be more like on that sheet we looked at, there's going to be more of like rating you know, exceptional, very good, satisfactory, or were they responsive? Were they on time? Things like that depends on the form, but generally stuff that you could, you could see. Okay. So this is kind of like the volume B we were looking at. So it's possible that they want this broken out as different uh, documents entirely for the sake of organization. I'm going to try to just keep it all in the same doc. Here we go. This was volume A. Okay, so I kind of skipped that. So I don't want to miss that. And they're just calling it company info. Okay, so say volume A. The info. Hmm. The info volume A, what do they call it? Okay, technical proposal. Yeah, company. So we would be getting into more of using like like a table of contents here if we wanted and that's fine Let's see if i mess up all my formatting here looks like i did so the company info is literally going to be this info so there's nothing wrong with with grabbing this if you are wanting to straight up respond to it there's nothing technically wrong I don't know why they're still asking for a dense number, for example, but you know, a try that again, ABC LLC, whatever your company name is, right? Complete address, you know, one 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 Parkview Way, San Antonio, Texas. Something I'm literally making up. Anybody who's wants to be a nerd, you can look up and see if that's a real place. <laughs> Uh, 111 Parkview Way, San Antonio, Texas. Just made that up. Anybody want to tell me if that's a, actually a real place? That would be fun to know. <clears throat> Dunn's number is obsolete, so uh, it's up to you. 
Sam UID. Okay, like I don't need to fill this out. You get the point. Um, company capability statement. This is a funny thing to ask for here, but you could attach this. You could say like attached separately, you know? And the same for these other things, like completed, attached, et cetera. So you could fill this out as a, you know, as a thing for volume A. And then we had volume B broken out. And obviously we're not gonna have time to do this for all the bids. So at some point I'm gonna stop and I'm just gonna uh, skip to the next bid. But I think this is a decent example. Let me know in the chat also, like if you like this type of, you like seeing the word. Do you like seeing this a bit more broken out or is it confusing you more? Or is it like you're not even paying attention to be honest because you're driving so you can't see the screen anyways and you'd rather just me plug through more bids? Like what is more valuable to, to you? I'm really struggling to find my documents. Here we go. All right, yeah. So then past performance is gonna be C. So that's going to be the past performance questionnaire. Okay. Volume C, past performance. And that's why we had to change the other one to experience. And this will be the, the past performance. goal for this is to show you how to start getting these teed up so then it becomes like plug and chug for you so that you're not staring at a blank sheet of paper so that you're not submitting bids that are not compliant so that you're not saying i need a template derek give me a template um you know there is no template that that can per se save you uh where is it review And move it. Oh, references. I'm totally losing my mind right now. Okay, so just a table of contents. Did I write volume three? Oh, my bad. Yeah, volume C. That's supposed to be volume C. Okay. All right, so we are, we're getting a, a living, breathing table of contents here to mirror our actual response. I'm not used to working with my zoom in this high, so give the back and forth. I think you get the point. Volume B pricing, I'm curious to see what they have to say here. Following, following information shall be included. Proposed pricing shall be submitted on the price cost schedule attached. Did we get to that yet? Did we miss that? All right, not seeing it in here. So it might be on a separate document. But for here, we'll just say D. D pricing. And this will just be pricing attachment for now. So that becomes part of our organization as well. Okay. I'm checking the chat here. Bear with me. All right. Lonnie says legal middleman. Uh, JJ says legal middleman. Uh, Jimmy says yes, legal middleman. I just need, I just registered in the past week and I need a chance to win something small to establish relevance. Okay. Works. Naomi says I'm 20 years with B2B, but I want to move to B2G. Okay. Naomi, what, uh, what is your, what is your B2B? Heavy production says I'm driving, but I'm going to watch again and look at the details. So this is great. Okay, cool. Uh, Naomi says this outline is valuable. I'm total visual learner. You're amazing. Awesome. Thank you. And then NWAMS says yes, interested in legal middlemaning as well. Okay, so we got one B to G, which I'm I'm curious to or like B to B to B to G. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, Naomi. Uh, like, what is your business? And then everybody else is legal middleman. Okay, so I was guessing 90 plus percent, and that seems to work out pretty close. Multicultural advertising agency. Nice. So for that, Naomi, what's going to be super important is 
can you find bids that are a match for that unless you're looking to do something different, which would go against everything that we had said to this point. So finding enough contracts, multicultural advertising agency, um, within at least the federal government, which is what our focus is, is I would, I would challenge you to go on Sam and see if you can find those via keywords, next codes. Maybe you're, maybe you already are, which is awesome. Um, but if, if you're not, uh, there's not the proof of concept yet if they're not. So you, I'm just trying to say you need to have the proof of concept before you move forward. If you already have it, cool. Like, love it. If you don't, and, and I'd be, you know, I would be surprised, but sometimes I do get surprised. Um, Mass Appeal says, I was certified Saturday. I'm learning how to proceed. Awesome. Congrats on the latest certification. Let's go ahead and take a glance at this pricing schedule. Yeah, okay. So they literally gave you what they want here. You're literally putting numbers with this. You're going, if you're legal middlemanning, which for this you likely are, you're kind of going through this with your sub. Um, but luckily it's like one number, right? So what is the cost for one? And then what is the total? And then there's like eight pages of this. Okay, so that's what's being referenced with the pricing here, that eight pages. So wouldn't be too bad if you just like copy and paste that into like a, like a table into your proposal response. Okay, so we did A, we did B, we did C, we did D. Now the last little bits here looks like before we can move on evaluation. Offers will be evaluated by performing and comparative evaluation in accordance with FAR to determine which response represents the best. Comparative evaluations is the act of comparing two or more offers or proposals in response to the RFQ. Proposals will be evaluated by performing a direct comparison of one offer with another in a uniform manner. Um, the government has the discretion to accept other than lowest price offers that provides additional benefits. The government also has the discretion to make an award based on whether the lowest price of the quotes offered uh having the highest past performance rating possible represents the best benefit to the government okay so it really seems like they're saying best value here so unless like a lowest price comes in and it's just like better than everybody else it sounds like the government is willing to pay a little bit more for a perceived higher quality and product also this is a base plus four let's keep in mind so this is them being in a relationship with you over the next five years and they may not want to try to cut corners Offer shall be evaluated. So they're also talking about your technical approach and understanding of the work. So this would also, they're saying this for your technical. It looks like they're saying this also for your past performance. And they're also saying this for your price. So they're telling you specifically what they're going to be looking for and, and even grading on. Okay. So the offer shall be eval evaluated in accordance with the statement of work of how well the technical approach meets the rec. Okay. Technical approach will be evaluated using the following. Demonstrate experience in providing this requirement. Demonstrate key personnel having manager and technical calls. So look, guys, this this is, I mean, this is making me look pretty good at the moment, to be totally fair, because us breaking it down the way that we did, and also props to the government for not, not jumping. What we'll see often is the government will say, we want this, and then they'll grade you on something else. And you're like, what the hell? Like, why didn't you put that in there for us to, to grade you on? It makes absolute no sense at all. It happens, unfortunately, a lot. The government is actually appears to be sticking to their word. And because we've broken out this the way that we have, they're saying demonstrate key personnel having managerial and technical calls. Okay. Literally, what did we put here? Key personnel, managerial, and technic technical qualifications. Okay. Verbatim, as well as the resumes. Um, for the work plan. Okay. They're going to be grading you based on man hours, methodology, list of equipment. Like, what did we do? Like, what exactly did we do? We look, man hours, methodology, list of equipment. We broke that down. So this is really just a, uh, a confidence builder, I would say, and a bit of a justification in your mind to say, wow, like this approach. And I haven't even looked at this before. So this is, like I said, is really making me look good. Um, but it's also props to the government for sticking to what they said, because that's what we pull from. 
it's literally verbatim guys like how they're going to be rating you is this and and the cool thing is not not cool but i'll say the competitive thing is that most of your not most okay a lot of your competitors will not be taking this approach why one they're new and they don't know how two a lot of the more experienced bidders aren't going to be looking at these smaller type bids um simplified acquisition or close to simplified acquisition bids they're going to be going after bigger things so the ones that would know how to do this and, and like that's literally like the experience that i'm bringing because i've done contracts much larger than this and have 10 years of experience doing this so to do it on these small contracts which is great for you guys i mean it's not small for you guys and it's great for you guys to get started with right some you know simplified acquisition is six-figure contracts so it's great because if you pay attention, you can get up to speed really, really quick. And there's an opportunity for you to play in a space where you can win these if you play the numbers game and you get better with each response. And the margins are not 5%. You know, the margins are, are better than that, uh, as opposed to like supplies and products, right? We focus on services here. If, if you're new, <laughs> we focus on services and we focus on SAM.gov. It's the most widely used federal contracting platform. It's free. And we target the services, those services that the government are buying again and again and again, so that you can build a book of business. Okay. And part of the transition, again, like on the channel here is, is going to be steering more towards that because it's what we've been doing all along. I just haven't really been owning it. I haven't been calling it out. So I think some of you don't quite connect the dots that I, I think that you would. So we're going to just make it more, the, the goal at least is to just make it more apparent and clear what's really possible here. And that's going to be focusing on, you know, service contracts using legal middleman uh, method. Hopefully that makes sense. Big part of that is, is learning how to bid though. Um, chat. Okay. Uh, so I'm a middleman between advertisers and small business. Got it. And then the federal government has a communications department called the U.S. Agency for Global Media. Okay, awesome. Just want to make sure, though, that there's bids. Like, because at the end of the day, this is, a, this is the most slippery of slopes. We can't make an assumption. Even if there's an agency for this, doesn't mean the government is working with small businesses to do it. They could be hiring from within to do that. You know what I mean? So how much of it is being shared with with federal contractors. I think that's where a lot of confusion ha happens and takes place. For example, like finding IT bids on SAM can be difficult, but of course the government does like a lot of IT and a lot of cyber. Yes. Is there IT and cyber on SAM? Yes. Is there a lot? I wouldn't say a lot. Okay. Some of those, a lot of those are tied up like in uh, May talks. Um, they're tied up in GSA schedules, other large pre-vetted vehicles, right? And so it's not, it's not on Sam. So should your, for certain niches, for certain industries, it's important to know if it's on Sam or if it's not. And if it's not, that should motivate you to find out where is it and then motivate you in that direction. Okay. If it is cool, but we, we just can't, we can't leave making, making assumptions. So where are the bids? Where are the contracts? We need to start there. If they're nowhere, then you don't have any, this is for everybody. You don't have any business being in space if, if what you're trying to go after isn't here. Um, but if it isn't here and it's just somewhere else, then you need to go somewhere else. We make these assumptions that get us into a lot of trouble. Now, if we're doing legal middlemanning, it doesn't really matter, right? And I'm going to be talking about this more too. Like if we're doing legal middlemanning, does the flavor of the bid matter or is it is it going to be a good deal for us or not matter, right? Because if we're connecting subs, if we're managing, does it really matter to you? And so I, a lot are getting hung up on that as well, uh, focusing on the wrong things instead of focusing on like, can you even find subs? Is this something you even want to manage, right? Is this going to be a good deal that's going to be profitable for your business? That's going to be worth your time to go through the whole charade of trying to put a deal together? Um, good questions, right? But we're not even being able to be focused on that because we're like, oh, I think I want to do notary services, or I think I want to do trucking, or I think I want to do staffing, or I think I want to focus on hotel bids. Okay. 
if you're doing legal middlemaning, you should be able to do all of it because it's all essentially the same mechanics behind the curtain. Does that make sense? Cam says, I literally just registered for my LLC. I'm learning so much. Thank you. Awesome, Cam. Love to hear that. And congrats. Uh, do you recommend signing an NDA and non-competes with service providers? I mean, yeah, like you should be signing NDAs with your subs, if that's what you're referring to. Could be part of your subcontract agreement if you are awarded and you go into a contract with them. Naomi says, I'm registered as a hub zone. I love watching your walkthroughs. My RFPs were a little weak. Cool. Um, hope, uh, or glad that it helps, rather. All right. So I'm going to kind of just clear the palette here. If we're, if we're uh, not that I'm Bob Ross, but if we're, we're doing some Bob Ross type stuff here, which is kind of how I like to look at these episodes, I'm going to clear my palette, close out my tabs, and we're going to just jump around some of these other contracts because we spent almost the entire episode on one uh, today, we'll just kind of like go at the usual speed. <laughs> thanks, thanks, uh, Parker. Hit that like button. Let's go. <laughs> um, we'll kind of like try to go at the other usual speed that we normally do. Pick it up, pick up the pace, and go through some of these other ones. So, bid number two: Interior Tank Cleaning at Mirren Headlands, Department of the Interior, due August eighth. Total small business set aside. 562998 Miscellaneous Waste Management Services, NAICS code. In terms of attachments, we have a solicitation, we have wage determination, we have uh, experience and PP form, quote sheet, statement of work, amendment, and some photos. Shouldn't be too bad. We'll start with the solicitation. Remember, this is tank cleaning. This is 56 pages, so I'm certainly picking up the pace. We're hit with cleanse here, so uh, base clean. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't see. Sorry about that. We're hit with the base clean. You didn't miss much, I promise. Interior tank cleaning. They're giving us a POP, so August 7th through uh, August 11th. Okay, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Five days. This period performance says September through December. Okay, so we'll have to keep an eye on that because these POPs are not matching. This is five days and this is several months and there are also different start times. So we have to see if there's a mismatch. If this is a mismatch, we have to, what do we have to do? We have to send an RFI to contracting if there is in fact a mismatch. Do you see that? 9 1 through 12 30 versus 8 7 through 8 11. Quote sheet. Okay. They're literally just giving these things here. Okay. We got FAR clauses. Where's that? It's your insurance. All right, where's the good stuff? It's gonna have to be at the end or in, attached separately. Reps inserts. Okay, instruction to offers all the way at the back, section L. Solicitation incorporates one or more uh, provisions upon request. Uh, yeah, this is not what I'm wanting. Quote package. Here we go. Here's what we're interested in. Uh, number one, standard 1449 form. Request for quotes. Print date and sign, essentially. Fill it out. Number two, acknowledge amendments. Cool. Number three, quote sheets. Enter the dollar amounts in the quote sheets on the bid schedule. Number four, list of comparable and relevant experience. Okay, so recent and relevant. Number five, they want references. Number six, you must be registered in SAM. Number seven, Uh, reps inserts 
eight, email your quotes. Okay, so that's actually not too bad. Again, SF1449 form, any amendments, fill out the quote sheet. Um, really past performance here. Number five, uh, references. And then you must be registered in SAM and fill out your reps and certs, including the covered telecom stuff. So not like not anything groundbreaking <clears throat> would not be bad. Okay, it says it is the general policy of the DOI that contracts shall be awarded only to contractors determined to be responsible in accordance with part nine. Um, okay, cool. I'm looking for evaluation factors. In accordance with section nine, award of a contract will be subject to the contracting officer's determination that it meets the following. Adequate financial resources able to meet the required delivery performance dates, which we're gonna have to ask them about. Has a satisfactory performance record, has organization experience accounting operational controls. They didn't ask for this in the proposal. So I don't know if they're gonna like ask for this if you're the one that they wanna award it to. And they're gonna say, hey, we need to make sure that you're good before we give you this award. So send us this, because I'm not seeing it asked for in the proposal. Has the necessary uh, production and technical equipment and facilities and is otherwise qualified and eligible to receive an award. Site visit info and then evaluation factors. They're literally saying this is simplified acquisition procedures. Okay, so it's gonna be under 250K. They're saying most advantageous price and other factors considered. So we'd probably be looking at something like a best value approach. Curious about the quote sheet and then we'll kind of like bounce. Honestly, guys, I don't know if we're gonna have time to make it through all of these, um, but hopefully it was, hopefully it was helpful to like break down the first one. I enjoyed it. This is the quote sheet, not hard. Let me zoom in for you. Uh, Tanks one and two, each are 200,000 gallons located at Fort Baker. What's the total price? And then what's the total price and what's the total price? It says provide pricing breakdown for repairs of pressure and sand filter system and replacement and removal of sand and gravel media. So that's it's a little extra. I would probably, I don't know, like utilize the space down here. Um, you should technically put your pricing here unless i'm going crazy at base clin 10 okay but this is not matching up and it's also this is also now not reflecting a pricing uh this should be separate pricing because they're just asking for tanks what are the price for the tanks and then provide a pricing breakdown for repairs of the pressure and sand filter system and the replacement to move the sand and the gravel. Okay. It's going to be difficult to tie that in. They are saying lump sum. So it's possible that they'd be asking for that, but I would want to try to clarify. I would also submit that as an RFI to contracting asking, Hey, is this, you know, I understand the breakdown, but the actual price, do you also want the actual price separated out as well or what? Cause it's going to be kind of hard to add things that are grains of salt. <laughs> Sorry for the pun, uh, for the salt sand pun. Um, you know what I'm saying? Hard to break out something that is contingent. Cause if you just put it into one price, it's like, yeah, this is our price only if we need to, to replace this. If we don't need to, our price is going to be lower. So like you as a bidder who was wanting to be competitive, you, you would want to, delineate that like, Hey, this is only for an if instance, an if moment. Cool. Um, uh, Garrett, what's up? My partner and I opened SDVOSB that was planning on middlemanning it staff because the contracts seem larger per person staffed. What other niches are high value per person? Have you seen? Um, I mean, staffing is a great niche. I would just say, don't stick to it contracts. The company that I worked for, we, we started as an it staffing company and we branched into so many other things, including so many other flavors of staffing. And when it comes to staffing, I know going after different specialties may require a, a bit of change in recruiting. But other than that, you're going to have our, your Garrett, you're going to 
already have everything else set up from the HR portals to the onboarding processes to, you know, company handbooks and guidelines, like that's going to remain consistent throughout all of your staffed contracts. So I would just say, if you're wanting to like open it up, don't just stick to IT because there's a lot of other, there's medical, there's professional and admin, there's some like construction staffing, which may surprise you, but it is out there. And then there's also kind of like, like leadership, consulting, coaching, stuff like that. But there's also like really like government type staffing that you would never think of like court reporting um, or like interpreter services. Like these are all different forms of staffing that if you're already committed to that, I would say just take a step back, open it up more um, and, and see how that, like how you do with that. Cause that's kind of like a lot to bite off. I'm saying that because that's literally what we did. We staffed a bunch of different stuff. Wasn't really that different. You know what I'm saying? And I, I make the statement about recruiters because I have a lot of respect for recruiters. It is a difficult job. Uh, before I learned it and before I sat with and shadowed a really good recruiter who was uh, trained from, um, he's also my mentor, uh, who was trained in the army to do army recruiting, which you can imagine is like really difficult. Um, then after that, he spent a lot of time converting into, uh, totally losing my train of thought here. He spent a lot of time recruiting in the commercial space. So I have a lot of uh, respect and understanding for the recruiting space. I feel like I was saying converting for a second, <laughs> Re recruiting, um, yeah. Is that at all helpful? Cam says, curious about the bid for ribbon cutting. Okay. All right. So yeah, it, it's not ribbon cutting. It's it's yellow ribbon, um, which is a, an army event or a National Guard event. This one. Yeah, so it's, it's, not, it's not a ribbon cutting. So it's, it's more of like a pre post deployment support for soldiers, families support for soldiers. Um, it's very educational in nature. So it's something very specific to the uh, National Guard. So I'm going to go ahead and we can just jump to that to be honest for the interest of time. And we have some curiosity unless that changes things for you. Um, but again, yeah, USPFO National Guard Small business set aside, they're using a convention. Wow, I, I think this is one of the first times I've seen this. They're using, using a convention and trade show organizers, NAICS code. A NAICS code that I'm willing to bet does not get used very often, which is why I tell so many of you, like if you're if you're searching only by like NAICS codes and you're not building in keywords and you're also not doing manual searches to see what you missed, then you're missing stuff. Okay, so Westfield, Massachusetts. So saying quantity one, quantity one, quantity. So conference space they want, audio visual requirements, which is consistent with uh, these type of events. Subsistence requirements. So it's gonna be like food, I imagine. And then miscellaneous event admin costs. Okay, so they need the space. They need the, the screens and the cameras and all that stuff because it's gonna be educational in nature. They need subsistence, which is probably gonna be food. Um, and then they have other miscellaneous admin stuff. They're saying the time specified. Okay, that's when, when is the bid due? I always skip that. August 1st, okay, so less than a week, not a lot of time. I'm asking a lot of you from you guys in the chat, uh, but I, you guys are my diehards, I would imagine, because you're on and I didn't <laughs> advertise today's session. So do you primarily watch or do you primarily listen? Do you watch on your phone or behind a screen or do you just listen while you're at the gym, um, driving, walking, doing something else? So are you, are you more of a watcher or a, a listener? I, that's like really helpful. I should do a poll for that. I should literally do a poll for that. Um, 
maybe I will later today, but uh, still let me know in the chat. Like if, if you're willing, that's also super cool. For attachments, we just have a statement of work and a wage determination. So we don't have any form of formal solicitation document. We have uh, Bradford Erdman and Nathan Staples in the chat. I guess we have to go to the statement of work or at least what they're calling the statement of work. All right, cool. Uh, watchers, we got uh, we got Outlaw. The value is in watching. Stoner, uh, I watch on my phone. And then Naomi, uh, watcher. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole point, right? I know some people will probably listen to this stuff. I just feel like it would be really hard to follow along. Um, but props to those who do listen. I think it would at least get you... I think it would at least... Listening only could at least accomplish, if you're new, uh, getting you familiar with right, like terminology, getting familiar with approaches, hearing me like, or hearing things in general, again and again and again, kind of cementing some of the fundamentals. <clears throat> so I, I could see some value in there for those uh, who do listen. BizChamp also says uh, both, I work from home and I type and listen, I watch too. Yeah, nice. It's almost, I feel like a, a, if you can like follow the stuff we're talking about and like be doing some other activity, you're getting pretty good because this is literally another language. So if you can pay attention to two different things at once, that means you're getting to know this language. So I think that's a empowering way to look at it or a goal to strive for. Okay. Here's a statement of work. <clears throat> Yellow ribbon event. They're saying uh, 16 September. This is the first time I've seen. Okay. Yeah. Cause I went through it so fast. I missed it. Um, let's just read this really fast, but I seen mentioned to the actual date. So they're saying, this is a request for a quote for yellow ribbon on 16 September for a venue within 90 miles of Barnes air national guard in Westfield, Massachusetts. A contract will be awarded without discussions. This will be a firm fixed price and this will be using simplified acquisition procedures, which is telling us it's going to be under 250 K. So it's going to be, beneath the simplified acquisition threshold, but then also the procedures for awarding and soliciting bids is going to be using the simpler approach to them, right? Versus more involved proposals, source selection evaluations, uh, things that are gonna take months and months of time and, and labor from the government to discern and evaluate and decide that's a lot of freaking money. So they're saying, okay, this is below anything under 250K. We don't have to do that because it's such a quote unquote insignificant or low dollar threshold. It doesn't make sense for the investment in the thing to be just as much as what it's going to cost to do. Hopefully that makes sense to you. That's the, the language and the world that simplified acquisition contracts are coming from. If it gets to the point of where it's it's going to cost more or cost too much to actually, you know, we'll just stick with that one example. If it's going to cost more to evaluate than to actually just do the thing, it becomes nonsensical. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense. Um, it's 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 not reasonable. I mean, you get the point, right? So that's why simplified acquisition exists. Which means for those of us who are legal middlemaning, there's an opportunity there because things like limits on subcontracting, um, they don't they don't apply to to SAP, to SAP contracts. It doesn't apply, so it gives us a space to to uh, to play in that's much larger than say micro purchases or these micro purchase no bid contracts, which are cool, but you know they're like up to ten grand. I mean, you can do up to 250K for just a little bit more work. So for me, it's like, why would you not play in this space? I think it's the best space to play in for, for new federal contractors. Eventually, you want to outgrow this. But to get started, I think it's one of the best places. So yeah, um, we were looking at the statement of work. I don't know what happened. <laughs> we we got as far as the title. My God, my highlighter uh, reminds me. We got as far as 16 September. Here's what we're going to find with this one. This is going to be the last bit that we looked at for today. What we're going to find, since we only have a statement of work and I believe a wage determination, those are our only two documents. 
okay, at least they're giving us like breakdowns, telling us we, we need eight podiums. We need, I guess, one microphone in the ballroom. We need one large projector, uh, projection screen for the ballroom. We need one system for the ballroom. We need one sound, one house sound, they're calling it. They need Wi-Fi and the capability of streaming videos. Okay, so they're they're breaking down at least what they're needing. Clin 3 was the subsistence. Clin 2 is the audio video. And then Clin 1 was what? The conference space requirements. So it's going to be for up to 200 service members. Um, and this looks like it's for one day. So that's why we're not seeing lodging. I'm going to come here for a day. The event's going to start at 7 a.m. This should also reflect like uh, in Clint 3, we'll see food. Like, are they wanting dinner or are they just wanting breakfast and lunch? Subsistence requirements. So they're saying hot breakfast, hot lunch, beverages, afternoon snack. Okay. So like, I, I haven't seen this before. Um, what I mean is I haven't looked at this bit ahead of time. When I was saying, is there dinner? Because there actually is not dinner. At least at a glance, it's not. It's breakfast, lunch, snack, and beverages. Okay, so it makes sense. This is just one day. So the, the puzzle comes together pretty well with something like this. And then other admin costs like parking fees, easels and stands, other other stuff. Okay, they are saying lodging, actually. Clint 5. Let me just totally... How many? So saying 22. 22 rooms, but 200 people. So some people are going to stay back. Some people are going to stay late or some people just don't want to do the drive. So that's actually a good thing if you're quoting this because it, it's going to make the bid larger. So that's good. But they're saying for one night and then 22 sleeping rooms. Okay, then they'll give you a, an actual number and they're saying prior to the event. Now it makes the dinner thing a bit more questionable. So those, those 22 people, they're going to be on their own or you know what I'm saying? Obviously, we go through these quickly, but the goal is to kind of tee this up in a way that gets you logically thinking about this and thinking it in a way because you all have intuition. You're all smart. You are all capable of piecing these things together. The goal is to get you on the right track, um, to have the confidence to know some of the stuff that you're looking at so that you can um, piece it together and have that confidence just really, really fast. Um, this is the plot combine transport for anybody who's wanting to move tractors department of agricultural big surprise this is not due until august 21st good amount of time for this small business set aside and then they're using the general freight trucking NICS code 484110 we're, we're moving okay we're, we're moving stuff here this acquisition is for the following items transport combines from ames iowa to atlantic iowa transport combines from Atlantic, Iowa to Glidden. Okay. And then Williams and Keystone and Crawfordsville. They're saying straight up, this is the lowest price LPTA. Saying the government's going to get their quote unquote best value by selecting the lowest price. But what they're going to be looking for is technical specs um, and price. The lowest quote will be evaluated to make sure that it's technically acceptable first meaning it meets the minimum specifications, meaning a step further, you check the box. LPTA is different from best value, guys. LPTA means all offers received, the government's going to review those and say, are they technically acceptable first? They're not even going to look at your price yet. Even though it's lowest price, they're not even going to look at your price yet. Is this offer meeting the minimum specs? Like, are they, are they asking for, are they giving us, are they presenting what we're asking for? If not, gone. Okay, we don't even care what your price is. Gone. If your lowest price, doesn't matter. Gone. That's why it's still important for you to be able to be compliant in your bids because even on lowest prices, you can be thrown out even if you are lowest price. Then after all those that are gone, there's a few remaining or there's however many remaining, then those go to the next stage uh, where they'll, they will solely look at the price. And based on that second pool, whoever has the lowest price will be selected because everybody who's in that second pool has already been vetted and to be determined to be technically acceptable. So now it's the best value of the government to pick from the smaller pool that is presenting the lowest price. And then that would be how the winning bidder is chosen. 
so it's important to understand what that means so that your approach when when you're looking at this would be wouldn't necessarily be very different than the, the first bid you always want to be compliant but that first bid that we looked at where we literally did the example of you know in the word doc breaking down the outline and stuff like that like that was a best value bid the government's going to be looking at those specific sections and it as i said they may be willing to pay more right for a higher confidence based on your technical approach or based on what was it the staffing and work plan and the resumes and the past performance but also the experience and then the ppqs with the past performance and then there was also the price the government's taking all that into consideration because that was as we said base plus four this contract is it's moving tractors i mean it's it's not too not saying anything about that other than the government has a lot of confidence that as long as you're meeting the minimum specs they're going to be confident that any of those people are going to be able to do this and i'm just inferring that they probably have the confidence because it's 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 a transport job and usually those who do transport it's pretty black and white they know what they're doing or they don't and they're going to be able to do it or they're not so the government's not going to have to go to exceptional things to determine do they really know what they're talking about it's going to be pretty apparent so they're more comfortable using an lpta approach so it's a little light on the last couple but uh, did did my did my best um also uh be appreciated says watch and listen but appreciate the visuals though okay awesome and then Stephen James says plugging and chugging is more valuable to me. Yeah, it's it's like a great. I love plugging and chugging. Um, one, it's just so much more. It's so much lighter when it comes to responding to a proposal, plugging and chugging. And the cool thing is, you get better over time because if you have to write stuff to plug, because you know you're not going to have 100% of it, then you get to pull from that on future bids and future bids and future bids, assuming the bids that you're going after are not so indifferent from each other. Um, and that's okay too. Like we said, legal middlemaning, we don't necessarily care as much about the flavor than we do about, is it a good deal or not for us to invest our time into, but, but yeah, like as you roll over, you're going to get better and better and better. So plugging and chugging with your proposal, uh, responses, you build a library that you can pull from better and better, and it's going to make you more and more efficient. And you're going to still continue <clears throat> to get better and, and, you know, create and draft like new content for your proposals but it's just going to continue to feed the better and betterness which is why typically when you start out bidding this is what the graph looks like it's flat for a while like what does this flat part represent it represents you're bidding and you're not winning but then something happens where it starts to go up up and then it starts to go up faster and faster and faster to the point to where we probably have heard a lot of people complain, hey, the same companies keep winning the same contracts again and again and again. It's because they're so good. It's because they understand the requirements so good. It's because their proposals are speaking to exactly what the government is is asking. That is learned. That is that that is like experience talking. That is a veteran um, experienced contracting agency that ascends that curve. Okay, starting out, it's gonna be quiet for a little while. And if you're if you're only gonna do this for two or three months. You're going to respond to a few bids and say, eh, I didn't win anything. I guess it's not for me. You might as well not even start playing the game because it really is a game. And the sooner you start looking at a game and you learn really what the rules actually are and you have your expectations of what's possible for you aligned better, then you're not going to get bummed after a couple months if you don't win or if you don't win your first couple contracts because you suck. The first couple of times you rode a bike, you, you probably were really bad at it. So what, you're going to try it a few times and if you're not like, bmx rider then well, i guess this isn't for me or you know i guess my body type isn't fit for bikes or like some something that is usually not not true no of course not you just keep doing it you just keep doing it it's easier in government contracting to fall off the wagon because it it feels so big and it feels so intimidating and we we feel so uh powerless at times especially when you're new and that's a lot of what the mission for the channel and doing these lives is, is, is to build you up, to show you what right looks like, to give you the nod that, yes, keep going. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you lost? Okay, 
great. I mean, you turned over stone, keep turning over stones, right? Um, what did you learn from it? You know, how did you, you know, was it your first proposal, but you lost? Great. Like now you have a proposal to use for the next one. Okay. You're going to have to change it, but it's giving you something to work with. You know what I mean? We have to focus on those wins and there's always wins and failures. You know, they say that the people who win all the time, that they learn the least, like, cause they're just like always right. And eventually they're not going to always be right. So you're constantly learning. And, and if you, if you're, if you're coming with any approach other than that, if you're coming from a get rich quick approach or like, I want to do this as a side hustle, man, this is going to be so easy. Like I'm going to charge the government 50%. I'm going to make so much money. I'm just going to quit my job. Um, it, it's not the case. Like it's hard work. Just like anything worth doing is hard work. This, it, it can very much can be worth doing because you, you see them. You all see stories of very successful government contracting companies and agencies. So we know it's possible. It's there. It's doable. They didn't start out just doing this for a couple months and then they just became that way. It was years and years and years and years to become that way. Our goal here is to kind of like shave off that first year, the first six, nine months of really, really like low level learning and to get you up to speed a lot faster. That's the goal. Um, and hopefully, I mean, I, I know that we attain that because we, we have people sharing with us all the time that they just watch these videos and they win contracts and it still blows my mind. Um, but some people, you just need a little bit, a little bit more. Well, cool guys. Um, Hey, if you're watching this and you're not subscribed to the channel, maybe this is your first live. I, I forgot to uh, welcome you. If this is your first live, welcome. Um, if you've enjoyed this type of content, uh, consider subscribing to the channel because I try to do these every week. Um, might have to take a couple weeks off, but uh, soon we will be back to our original rotation of just doing like every Tuesdays. Um, so certainly subscribe if you like this. We try to be different. We try to give more free stuff than other people hide behind a paywall. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think that's about it. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode today. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for the questions, the comments, and the engagement. Yep. Uh, Devor Clark, first live. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And I know we have some others as well. Uh, if you, if you jumped in late, also the replay will be made available, uh, pretty, you know, on YouTube, it's basically right away. So feel free to check out the replay guys. We'll see y'all in the next episode. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all in the next one. Take care.